This Romans, the first chapter, Romans chapter 1, verse 1, that says, Paul, no longer Saul here, is he? He's no longer too big in his own eyes. Saul means big in the Hebrew. Paul means a little. He has a big Christ in him now. He's, and he said, a servant of Jesus Christ. I don't see pastor here. I don't see doctor here. I don't see any titles here, honestly. This was the most coveted title. But all those men that were used by God, when they got near him, refused any other title than this. I am a slave. I am a doulos. That's what Paul was saying in Ephesians 3.1 and in Ephesians 4.1. I am a slave, and notice, of Jesus. I was once a slave of sin in, in, in John 8, verse 34, but now I'm free because I've been taught in John 8, 31. And I've been freed in 8.32 in Galatians 5.1. But I don't use that freedom and that liberty for an occasion of the flesh in 5.13. But, I, but, but that has freed me up to serve others. Freed me up to serve others. And literally to put others ahead of myself. And I can trust God for my family and its needs to do it. Of Jesus Christ called an apostle, separated unto the gospel. You'll see in Galatians 1 and verse 15, the call before long Paul ever knew it, while he was so big still in the flesh, he had been called in God's eternal viewpoint, and that would be what Christ would accomplish in and for him, to the glory of God and to Paul's blessing, and the glory of Christ, obviously. But that was, he said, God separated me from my mother's womb. You know what Christianity is? We're going to see the gospel. We're separated from everything of the natural. That's when it's Christ. And when we do that, we put others first and not ourselves. And we don't. We're no longer a slave to the lust of our flesh. We're no longer a slave to the excuses that the enemy will give because in John 15, verse 22, Christ came and he's done away with every excuse. Why? Because he is our need supplied in Philippians 4 and verse 19. Therefore, if I do anything and do it right, it's through Christ in Philippians 4 and verse 13. <clears throat> verse 2 of Romans 1, which he had promised aforetime by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. I love when he says the Holy Scriptures because that's what 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 is talking about. It's not just talking about the epistles of Paul. All Scripture, it says, is God-breathed. It's the purity. It's purity. It's pure. It's pure. Nothing is mixed with it. No human thoughts are mixed with it. No demonic with the human mixed with it. It's pure. And to the pure, all things are pure in Titus 1 and verse 15. The Holy Scriptures, what? And what are they concerned? They concern His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We didn't make Him Lord. He is our Lord. Before anything was, He is Lord. Which was made of the seed of David in terms of His humanity in Luke 1 and verse 35 and John 1 and verse 14. In Philippians 2, 5 through 11. 
made of the flesh of David, the seed of David, according to the flesh, to the body, his natural body in terms of his being born a Jew. But we don't know Jesus after that. That's what 2 Corinthians 5, 16 is talking about when it says the flesh. He never had a sin nature, he had a human nature. But we don't know Jesus as the Jewish man. We know him as the head. We know him as the fulfilled glory of God in us, a heavenly one. We don't know him after the flesh. That's what 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 16 is teaching us. And then in verse 4, declared the Son of God with power. Notice that? Power. According to the spirit of holiness. So what is this power? It's the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection from the dead. Of course, and thank God we have that resurrection. You can read that in 1 Corinthians 15. Follow it from 18 all the way through. Thank God. Thank God about that resurrection because it goes in and it spells it out clearly in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. And you can see it even in starting in verse 1, by the way. In the whole message of the gospel, we have been resurrected out of the dead. That means the natural life that separates us from God. Okay? And that is the flesh that's in the believer in Romans 8, 9, that they're no longer of, but that they can function in. And boy, when you do, it's no longer God, it's no longer others. It's every man for himself. You read it in the Acts. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. You know why? Because he didn't have Christ as his focal point. By whom we have received grace and apostleship. Notice that? It was by grace that was given to them. Right? For what? For obedience <laughs> to the faith, to all the teachings that are in the Word of God. To the faith among all nations for His name. Now look at His name. Notice that? Hold it right there. For His name. Name speaks of nature. Nature is what was Jesus was functioning in, in the accomplishment of his work. Nature, name, name. All through the Bible, names are indicative of character. That's what they are. Now, you see that where it says name there? Let's go all the way over here now. Let's look at all the way. We're going to go in now. We're all the way forward now in prophecy. Thank God we don't need any Bible colleges or seminaries. Huh, aren't you? That we would have to pay them? Pay them to get all bad teaching. <laughs> have to pay someone when you can get it freely here. Isn't that awesome? I'm blessed by it. Please. I am not the source. I'm just a little tiny little vessel. Blessed with you. Blessed with you. But all the way now in prophecy, all the way back, we're coming back with him to the earth and he's going to fulfill all that prophecy. Do you know what prophecy, the, the, the end of it all is? That every single human being, angel, unfallen and fallen, will see his glory, period. And no one makes him Lord. 
No one can make, can glorify him in themselves. He's the source of the glory. By the time we get here, we look in Revelations 19 and verse 12. It says, his eyes were as a flame of fire. <laughs> you can go right to the beam of seat with that one. 1 Corinthians 13, 3 to 15, and 2 Corinthians 5, 10, and Romans 14, 10 through 12. Beam of seat. His eyes were as a flame of fire, meaning purity. And he's going to test everything. Everything's a test. That whole test has to do with known revealed truth and am I obedient to it now? Should I continue in not doing what I know to do instead choose to live in sin? James 4, 17. And on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no man knew but himself. I don't know where we get this thought that somehow man and his own thinking can make God what only he can make himself. You know what this is saying here? No man knows who he is. Only he does. That's why the Holy Spirit's the only scholar and the only theologian in all the word of God. Because otherwise, now you have men mixing their thoughts with God's pure thought, which is Jesus Christ, which the Holy Spirit, God, notice, in John 16, 13, and 14, would be the only one, according to 1 John 2, 20 and 2, 27, we don't even have a need that any man should teach us, but we have that anointing. That's the Holy Spirit. It's not 26 or 27 different forms and all this. It's none of that nonsense. It's God, the Holy Spirit. And he doesn't need human emotions to be declared a certain emo, to be declared a certain aspect of that anointing. It's nonsense. Brokenness is great, and God doesn't despise it. In Psalm 34 and verse 18, and in Psalm 51 and verse 17, it's a great thing. True brokenness, so that the life of Christ flows out through that vessel by the power of the Holy Spirit, crystal clear. And it's not of man. It's not. And he only knows who he is. And no wonder it says in Ephesians 3 and, and verse 19, to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge because he's the only one that will constantly declare that for an eternity simply because in Isaiah 57 and verse 15, he inhabits eternity. And we have that eternal life in us. It's fit us for that, to be in that particular place, having that image. And that's brought out in 1 John 5 and verse 11, that eternal life that whereby we know and experience the love of the Father in Jesus Christ in John 17, 2 and 3. And that would be based upon in John 17, 4 and 5. Him finishing, Christ alone finishing the work. He, only want, he was the only one that had the nature to do so. And he only glorifies God. Can you imagine thinking you can make him Lord? Hmm. Yeah. Did we see that? For his name, now we're back in Romans 1, verse 5. Among whom are you also the called... Of Jesus Christ. 
got nothing to do with the flesh, nothing to do with the lust, nothing to do with putting your physical bodies and your physical health ahead of your spiritual food. Enough of it. Enough. Enough. The outward man's perishing, not the inward. You go to a restaurant, what do you do? If you go to a restaurant, you tell me, what do you do? You have to drive to get there? Did you do them a favor by doing that? And then when you go in, what do you do? When you go to a restaurant, what do you do? You want a good meal, what do you do? You pay for it. You take your wallet out and you pay for it. Listen, we're going to get to 116. You know what it says? I am not ashamed of the gospel. Do you know what part of that is? You're afraid to tell people to give? You, are you serious? Then you're, a, you're ashamed in that area of the gospel. Knock it off! It's sad. It's sad. It's not right. It's not right. It isn't right. And I'm not putting up with it anymore. That's a promise. I'm not doing it. I love the Lord too much. And I love my wife too much. See if I do it again. Change is going to come. And I mean instant change. Quicker than you can even imagine. It's like the rapture. Boom. It happens. Everything's the same. No, it's not. To, to all, and, and by the way, listen, if, you're, if you and I are called to this ministry, listen, am I called, am I just as much called to this local assembly as you are? Yes. Am I being fed? Yes. But part of my labor is receiving it and going after it. I'm just as much called. I'm not above anybody. I'm not below anybody. We're all in this equal place. And it starts in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, with Romans 3 and verse 19. And you can check those verses out for the correlation of them. And if you're called to this ministry, the first place that you minister to and give of your time or your finances is your local assembly, not some missionary cause. I don't care if they're young people. I don't care if you know them and you love them. You give first, and that's a fact. And stop being ashamed of the gospel. Stop it. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, we're beloved of God, called called saints. You know what a saint is? You know where we get our word sanctification? You know what sanctification means? We're separated, taken out of the old and placed in Christ. You want a seminary Bible college education? Come get it. And I am not apologizing for anything I'm saying today. I'm not qualifying it. I'm saying it like it is. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not playing. If you get fed here, then you should know what you should do. Crystal clear. And you don't give to other causes outside. You take care of 
first. Read Galatians 6, 6. Read it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. 1 Timothy 5 and verse 17. You look at it and stop putting your physical bodies ahead of everything. Maybe if you, if you and I just trusted God for the spiritual, he'd take care of the natural. You think I'm going to... Listen, you, I'm not doing it. Listen, I don't want to go to a place. I want to go to a place, literally, and I mean this too, and I'm not saying it. Look, this is my own personal convictions. Please understand that. I, will, I want to go to a place and have the word. But if you think I'm going to go to a place and be in an area where women are scantily clad, walking around, and just because I'm supposed to be there, like hell, I will be. Young people need that? Well, what do you mean? Well, okay. Well, well, hey, let's mark this. Let's mark. Let's mark the Bible on what I'm trying to tell you right now this morning. Pick your, we need to pick our places and spots. I'm going to tell you that right now. And throw out the rest. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's so convicting. Okay? 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil, from the appearance of it. Oh, you don't want to watch it on TV. I just go to some place where they're walking around like that. And that's okay. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not okay. And I'm laughing because I got to tell you. I'm just little. I'm telling you right, right, right now. And if I, God, it's not, it's not me. You bet, best believe it. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, and I do. That's who we are in Christ. That your faith, your absolute dependence and love in depth of the return of your obedience and love to your precious Lord and Savior is spoken of throughout the whole world. They see it. If you think I'm going to go somewhere and have my wife put on something just because everybody else is putting it there, like hell I am. You mark it down. The hell I will. For God is my witness. Did you notice that? He witnesses Listen, you think it's just outward behavior? No. Nope. Psalm 90, verse 8. Psalm 139, verse 2. Job 42, verse 2. He knows every thought. Every thought. When we are in our little thought life, and it's just me and my thought life, yeah, no. Witness. (laughs) Convicting for me. For God is my witness, whom I serve, which means worship, With my spirit, not my soul, this false worship, where it's just a a display of self. And by the way, that goes into music, and I don't care who likes it or who doesn't like it. It doesn't have to do with beats. And you will not hear a trashy beat in heaven. You won't hear, you'll hear a beautiful one. Because that's part of the sounds in 1 Corinthians 14, 6 through 11. And none of them sounds, those tunes, uh, are without significance. None of them. 
You can call it your Christian worship all you want. If it doesn't have the right tune, I am telling you it ain't. Whom I worship with my spirit. Listen, in the gospel of what? His son. What is the gospel? It's his son. That's who. Who declares the gospel? The one who fulfilled it. And it's God, the Holy Spirit in him. Because remember, the whole time he walked the face of the earth in Colossians 2.9, he was filled up with all that God is. No wonder he's the only one that can take the things of Christ and show them unto us. In a local assembly, by the way. That without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. And I'm thankful. And I, I want to say I am thankful for the prayers. And I want to say it, and I mean it too, because I, I sensed it. Thank you for your prayers, Mike. They were huge for me yesterday. They really were. In a way that's beyond the physical, beyond what's going on health-wise, goes right into the atmosphere. The unseen. We make more of an issue of the visible. When far more, if Christ is my viewpoint, I now see, without worry, without terror, I see the invisible. That's 2 Corinthians 4. No wonder it says 17. For our light affliction is but for a moment. It's just a little moment. Well, I can't handle it. It's but a moment. Works for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, while we look not at the things that are seen, my physical body, my health, I can make me big and strong. I got to put all my money there and skip the other. Not interested. Not interested. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Putting everything else first. Yeah, you can focus on the family all you want, but the focus isn't right unless it's not focus on the family and God. It's focus on Christ. Now you focus on the family. You don't believe me? Read the four, first four chapters of the epistle of Ephesians, our heavenly calling and place and image in Christ. Then it goes into the fifth chapter, relationships. And then barely touches it in the sixth chapter with the children. Making request, if by any means, now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. And I do. I want to come, but I'm coming for fellowship. I ain't coming for entertainment. And I ain't coming, but I'll be dressed properly. That's how I'm coming. I already made my mind up. That's how I'm coming. I don't care if everybody's doing it. Too bad. I could care less. Not doing it. God puts a difference between those that live in the world and those that are his. That's Exodus 11, 7, 1 Kings, 1 Kings 18, 21, and on and on and on it goes. That's called sanctification, separation. No, I don't, look, I don't care. Oh, just because the herd of Christianity doesn't? No. No, absolutely not. Not doing it. Me? Not doing it. I don't care. Too bad. No wonder he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of Matthew 18, verse 20. Isn't that interesting? Because before it was, before it was that, it was 16, 18, him building his church, by the way. He does it. Man doesn't do it. 
Yeah, a man. Yeah, a man can declare the nature, the name and nature of Christ, his person and the work that he accomplished from an eternal viewpoint in time. He can do that, right? No, he can't. Not, none of us can. None of us can. For I long to see you, and trust me when I tell you, I do. Every time we get together, I long to see you in Christ. Because you you, you're in Christ. You, you're a joint that supplies. And I long to see you. I'm not going to long to frolic with you. <laughs> not interested in the least bit. No. Let's get together, frolic and have fellowship. Guess what? No. No. There's not enough time anyway. And besides, before that, it's not even right. <laughs> For I long to see you that I, I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. And God stores it up in a vessel, but apart from obedience, he doesn't break the vessel. And that's true with every one of us too, by the way. He has to break us of habits, attachments, putting the physical ahead of the spiritual. That's not the gospel. It isn't. To the end that you may be established. And of course, that's Christ the foundation, by the way. What are you building on? That is that I may be comforted together with you. Do, you, do we hear that? I, I, I want to come together in a fellowship. Because I'm telling you, I was telling Mike yesterday, I said, I want to be loved. I want to love, but I want to be loved. Don't you want to know that you're cared for? Don't you want to know that? Do you really do you want to know that? Don't you want to know that you want to care for people and 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 return your care back? Don't you want to know that? Come on. You got married for what? For what? To initiate love that your wife receives it and responds back to you? You don't need that response back. You don't need that. Mm -mm. I am going to be and I'm going to go where that is. I am telling you right now. I'm going to do that. And I'm waiting on God, but I don't think the wait's going to be too much longer. I really don't. I don't think I have too much longer, but then only God knows. And I say that in the most happiest sense. Read Philippians 1, 21 to 24. That's how I mean it. That's how I, I, that's how I absolutely mean it. <sighs> that you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual. Listen to that. It's not his, it's theirs together. Mutual faith, both of you and me. We're knit together in love. And Colossians 2, 2. And being, it's sumi bazo in the Greek, knit together, we're one. That means I esteem you better than myself. It's most important for me to do that. Now, I would not have you ignorant, unknowing, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let, hindered hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you 
also even as among other Gentiles. That's why I would want to go anywhere. I'm not Paul. He's the apostle. I'm a little flea. But when I come, that's my, that's my whole heart. Period. Nothing else. I promise you nothing else. It's not the weather. It's not a single thing to do with it. So help me God. It's not. I don't care for it. That's my reason. And it's yours too in Christ, by the way, as much as mine. It is. I am a debtor. I am debtor, both to the to the Gentiles, right, really, and even we could say to the unsaved, and, and to the barbarians. <laughs> okay, so the Greeks, I'm a, debt, a debtor to them. They're unsaved. They got all their philosophies. They got all these cults. And then the barbarians, they don't care about anything. They just live like a bunch of animals. <laughs> I'm a debtor to them. I'm a debtor to them. And to who? The unwise. That's Christians that aren't taught. Pretty good, huh? So as much as in me is, and boy, he pours it in. But he's got to break the vessel so it pours out. As much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Boy, Rome. You want to know what was going on then? They were the height of the power, the whole power of the whole earth, military might. They were. They worshipped every kind of demon god you could think of. The soldiers, when they would come back, if they had great conquests, they could have their choice of any boy or any girl to do with whatever they wanted to do with. And many of them belong to what is called pornography today, the phallic cult, where they worship body parts, which I saw displayed all over the space. And if you think I'm going somewhere where that's being exposed and accepted by Christians, got news for you. Count me out. Count me in with the fellowship, but don't count me there. You may see me there at night. I wouldn't have hardly anyone there. Because <laughs> I still would like to enjoy it, by the way. And I will, and I mean that with all my heart, too. And all the purity and conviction. I'm, I'm being convicted, me. I'm being convicted. I'm being loved and being convicted this morning. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Notice that? The gospels of Christ. That's to do with his person and the work that he's accomplished. To the glory of God, his Father, and propitiation. For us, the second part of that propitiation which is brought out in 1 John 2, 1 and 2, brought out crystal clear in the scriptures and the types in Leviticus 16th chapter. There's no question about it. You don't have to go to Bible college for all this, you know. It's supposed to be in the local assembly. Did you know that? That's part of being a pastor teacher. Did you also know that? Because that's why it's both, and I do believe it's both. Pastors that love people, counsel, but they can teach them precisely with a, with a precise skill in 2 Timothy 2, 15 and 2 Timothy 2 and verse 24. And I'm not just trying to rattle things off. I can't anyways. God the Holy Spirit brings them back. 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it's of him. For it is the power of God, because it's of Christ, not man, unto salvation to everyone that believes. In other words, now we've been delivered positionally. But as we submit to that truth, the light that we have that we might have been ignorant of, once we do, we're delivered in an experiential way. Even that is 1 John 1, 7, brought into 1 John 1, 9 in the scriptures. Based upon 1 John 1, 5. This is the message then. That in him is light and there's no darkness whatsoever. Nothing of the world in us. You dress like the world? Yeah, I need a vacation. Yeah, you, you know what? That's what I think about it. I do. I do. I want him to redeem the time in me. I do. Honest to God, it's how I mean it. So help me, God. Thank you, Lord. Unto everyone that believes, to the Jew first, and it was to the Jew first. Read Acts, the second chapter. That's why that church began there. And God could begin it, even apart from the one who would finally he get a hold of in the ninth chapter. But the church had already began there, fulfilling the Holy Spirit, the promise in, Genesis, in, in John 14, 16, and 17. Crystal clear in the scriptures. You need no seminary for that. Put your money where it should go. You chime, too. You watch what God will do. Poof. 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 For herein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Constant dependence, dependence, dependence. And every time I depend on him, guess what he releases? He releases grace. And you know what flows through grace? The power, love, power, love and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. Every time I depend on him, freely submit to him, in comes the grace, the power that I don't have. I just can't do it, Jesus. This sin has a hold of me. That's right. All you got to do is submit and cut out and stop doing. Read Isaiah 1.16 to 18. Cease to do evil and do good. I can't. Yes, you can. Why would God tell you you can do it? Because Christ already did it, and you're telling him you can't. And you know why? You love something more than him. I would too. I can't. Oh, stop. God's sakes. You can't do it. The closer, I just think like the closer we get to Christ, the softer becomes mankind. They become softies. From faith to faith, the just, that has to do with his love and justice fulfilled in Christ in us as individuals, little softies. Huh, I'll get up for God's sakes. <laughs> the just will live by faith, dependence. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. God forbid this should be true of a Christian who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Apart from the fact that they're sanctified, they're justified and sanctified, but still hold the truth in unrighteousness. I can't do it. No, you don't want to. You have to be willing. You may not have the power, and I may not have the power, but you've got to be willing. 
willing to submit the will. And don't wait. Remember, God has taught us, all of us together, starting with me to all of us, delayed obedience is what? Because that which may be known of God is manifested in them. How much more us? Oh, my God. <sighs> For God has showed it unto them. I can't do it. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood. And you follow it all the way down. Follow it all the way down to verse 32. Because that, that, is, that right there is talking about the unsaved. They not only have pleasure in doing the things that they know they shouldn't do, but still do them out like in our society today, but have pleasure in them that do it with them. And you know a Christian that lives in the flesh, even though they know the truth and declare it, and they don't want it, they're going to be around others that don't want it and get together. And you know what? In 1 Corinthians 15, 33, guess what? Evil companions destroy and corrupt good manners. That's why in Proverbs 13, 20, he that walks with the wise, wise men, wise, those that follow Christ, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, okay, will be wise. But a companion, but a com companions of full self-confidence will be destroyed. Some think because, my God, you have the privilege to help. You think that's, that is somehow, that replaces giving? Nonsense. That's a privilege. That's a privilege. It's not a work of your flesh or mine. That's a privilege. Maybe if I quoted other men of God, then, you know, I could take the blame off me and put it on them. But you know what? Not happening anymore for me. It's not. Not happening to me anymore. I don't care if I got to get down to one day a week here. I could kill us. I'm going to get a job and I'm going to support my wife. Because we don't have a hidden reserve. I want to make that crystal clear. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care. I don't care. Are you fed here? Are you fed here? Are you? Okay. Go to the restaurant. Listen to me. Go to a five-star restaurant. Go in there. Enjoy the food that was prepared. Enjoy the one that serves it and smiles. Get up and walk out without paying. Go ahead. I can't. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. Oh, shh. Take a hike, will you? For crying out loud, I could care less. Take a hike. And that is part of not being ashamed of the gospel. Because you put yourself first and what you think others may think of you. That's not happening here. No more. Guarantee. I don't care. And some will say, well, we're only a small church. That's got nothing to do with it. It has to do with the individual. What are you talking about? Truth is to the individual. And use that as an excuse. Why? It's just me. Oh, get out of here, baby. Softy wimp. Baby. <laughs> Don't you love the word of God today? Now, I love conviction. I love, for me, this is a loving spanking from God for me. Did you hear what I said for me? 
and I hope so for you, so that we can have fellowship in the purity of God's love and knock off the excuses and be little softies and stand up like men. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, quit you like men. Do everything in love. That's 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. And how about some prayer together? 1 Timothy 2, 8. Men coming together. Is God doing this work with us right here? Come on, you tell me. Is he or is he not? What do we need, a neon sign? This is an accident? This is an accident somehow? No, it's not. It's not an accident. It is not. It is not. You know what? God is faithful. God is faithful who's called you unto the fellowship of his dear son. That's 2 Corinthians 1.9. And he has the living in the past. He'll continue to do so presently and he will in the future. And that's 1.10. And I'm just telling you honestly, I, I know these scriptures not from a photographic memory, but by his pure grace, laboring in the word for years and loving every second and counting it a privilege and shocked by the grace, the unconditional love that he has towards me. And I want to have that together. But if not, love you, toodles. Toodles. And you may even stay, but I ain't. I ain't. And if I'm staying, God's going to make it clear. Okay? But it's over. You go into a restaurant, okay? Now, would you go to eat, and I want to close with this, but would you go to eat in a restaurant with no money in your pocket, and if you went into that restaurant, would it be pitch dark? What causes it? What, what is the cause for you seeing? It's called lights. The lights come on. The water runs. You have a place to sit. You have a place to eat. That's what you're paying for when you go in there to eat. Now you have strength to, to, to go out and function properly. Okay? This is in a spiritual sense. Right? As they say in the winter, do you get my drift? <laughs> that was good, I thought. <laughs> and I have joy. You know why? Because I'm not condemned in the slightest way. I promise you I'm not. I am highly convicted and loving it, but I'm not condemned in the slightest way. You know why? Because he had to bring me to a point where he had to caused me to receive this in obedience so his love could flow. And in his love, there's power and love and a sound mind. Freedom. 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 Total freedom. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.